Day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Hopefully you're enjoying this Monday. You wake up, you're waiting for whatever is uh, supposed to happen to us, I guess, uh, over the next few days as like some major winter storm is ready to roll through roll through our area. But uh, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it's going to be, I guess, kind of kind of ugly for lack of a better term kind of kind of nasty out but uh we'll wait and see we'll wait and see uh for those that uh, look for us every day over on the uh, the live stream uh we'll, we'll get over there eventually i have no idea every now and then you wake up and you're kind of like okay what just happened uh because things are just cattywampus completely and uh i i have no idea ben you know how every now and then you come in and and all the settings are gone on your laptop or on your computer or whatever it's supposed to be no Honestly. Okay. Honestly? Well, everything, uh, it's like somebody came in and wiped the computers over the weekend. Everything's Your gone. Your computers? Yeah, everything's gone. Maybe it's because I always have the same laptop, but no, I've not I, dealt with I, that. I use the same two laptops, and it has been, uh, it, for lack of a better term, it's been a pain in the ass for uh, the last couple of weeks. I don't know why, but our platform, the platform that we use to stream off of, uh, has changed for whatever reason, and it, it's it's n- not that it's uh, changed in the sense that it's it's completely different. It's just that all the settings that we had that were there are gone, and that would normally start the show with all of our with all of our prep on there, all completely gone. And now they I know they tried to add some stuff to it, but uh, regardless, it's just a giant pain in the ass, for lack of a better term, and it is what it is, I guess. But uh, so we're, um, I'm in the process of switching computers and it is, you know, kind of a pain, but nevertheless, we'll be, we'll be on momentarily. You just got to give us a couple of seconds. Uh, I heard you say you had a pretty good weekend. I, I mean, relatively so. Uh, it was admittedly a little boring without football, neither college nor NFL. I, I didn't do that much, but the golf was awesome. All weekend long, uh, with Tiger I thought you'd like to golf, and with everything else, I I didn't watch the Daytona 500. I was I like it was nice out. I you know walked around outside, and whenever I'm thoroughly entertained by golf, I consider it a good weekend. Um, Saturday, Tiger had a hell of a round on Saturday. I was, I I think when I was listening to the call, commentators yesterday, and, and I kind of thought about this when I woke up yesterday morning was I wonder what that fourth-round fatigue is going to be, and you could kind of see some of that. But Tiger had a pretty good showing. Oh, yeah, he was, I I mean, surprisingly awesome. Uh, he was, I, I don't want to go golf nerd on everybody, but I, he was hitting right. the driver harder, like, speed-wise, than anybody else in the field, or or, right. or as, as hard as he's ever hit it, which is ridiculous. He has one-and-a-half legs. Like, I, I can barely produce a radio show with one and a half legs, let alone <laughs> hit a golf ball. It's insane. Right? Uh, but he got it done. He got it done. So uh, kudos to Tiger for the day that he had yesterday uh, because or uh, over the weekend, the, the day that he had on Saturday, and then obviously over the weekend. There we go. We're on the Bud Light live stream. There we go. We're back up and running. But uh, but yeah, he had uh, he had a he had a good weekend. Uh, I thought it was a nice showing for not playing competitive golf. Uh, for some time so and then there's the NBA all-star game now uh, we were kind of concerned with uh, Giannis playing and then it turns out he really didn't he came in and you know threw up a bucket called it a day and that was pretty much the end of it but uh, it was 
good to see that, you know, he basically said, hey, look, there's some things that are pretty important to me, and that's the season, not necessarily the All-Star game. So glad to be there, but nah, baby, nah, we'll talk to you later. So that was good. Uh, the NBA All-Star game as a whole is a joke, and it's never been very entertaining to me. Uh, NASCAR was, it's always the big hoopla for the race season. Now everybody gets down to just, you know, the normalcy of week in and week out racing, but uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance to NASCAR. Uh, like NASCAR, the broadcast is, uh, much like the Super Bowl even, is mind-numbingly sponsored. Oh, my God. Everything is sponsored. I mean, everything. And it got yesterday to the point where I just finally just shut it off. I had to go back and just, it was just strictly golf after that. Because I couldn't watch any more of the pre-race stuff. As much as you like the pageantry, the lead-up to, as that is, as they always say, that's NASCAR's Super Bowl to kick off their season. I it it, it was everything was sponsored and forced, and it's finally you're just like I I just can't take it anymore. It's you know whatever. Here's the window look. Here's the Toyota look. Here's this look. Here's that look. Here's we're gonna do this. We're gonna and it's just forced interviews and forced segments to create something around a sponsor and it was kind of like i just i can't take it anymore so bill i find tremendous irony in that that you turned off the overly sponsored program to turn on golf uh which is known (laughs) by everybody well but probably the most disruptive sponsored television product in the world yeah these um (sighs) golf is unbelievably sponsored but it is you know, there's commercials in golf, but I do like the fact that they stay on the coverage while they run the commercials because the you have to you have to have commercials. I understand that, but with NASCAR, it's like go to go to you know your pre-race stuff, and then go to your commercials, which is all your sponsors, and then come back to your pre-race stuff, and you're looking for all of the the uh, I, I guess the descriptiveness, if you will, of your your interviews, you know, all, all that stuff, uh, go to all that kind of stuff. So that, I guess, is something that, um, I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was completely forced, for lack of a better term. It was, it, I don't know. It just got annoying. Put it that way. Got annoying after a while. So anyway, uh, but that was that was part of, uh, part of my discontent with NASCAR over the weekend, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I must say, I didn't watch it. No, I, I didn't think you were much of a NASCAR person. I don't, I, you know, I watch it for certain things, and I don't mind that. I watch it for stuff, uh, you know, because I, I enjoy, I, you know, you, when you go to Road America and you see these guys, you cover these guys, you know, there's a couple of guys in there that we've had a chance to talk to, and you kind of root for good people and that kind of stuff. And But uh, but overall, it was it was it was kind of annoying for lack of a better term. Uh, the race itself is always good, but the rest of the, the prelude to it was just annoying. And I, I get it because, look, I, we come from a program that is heavily sponsored, which is awesome, which means it's money, it's revenue, it keeps us going. Uh, but we try to do it in a way that's not, you know, it doesn't completely detract from the show with every segment being sponsored by a certain thing. Like today we're going to talk about the numbers and we're going to go behind the numbers. And we got, you know, and you're forcing just crap numbers because – some, you know, add, add, when we do betting, betting is betting. You know, that that's a segment that is, that's what there are a large amount of people are interested in. 
when they were talking about these different, I can't even remember what it was, but I, I looked at Chris and I said, I just, I can't watch this anymore. It's like they're talking about the pavement brought to you by Goodyear. And then they went to the car brought to you by Toyota. And we're going to look at the Toyota, whatever the, the drivers were and whatever the car is and how it's got this thing that you're never going to get on a regular car. It's on the Camry and okay, you know, but you're never going to get it in a regular car. That's not you. And, and then it was something by some unheard of company, uh, the look behind the the glass of something, and it was like, it, I, man, I, I can't, whew, I can't even watch it anymore. It was so disjointed. So I, I'm, I, I should quit complaining because it, you know, it is I will it. say the shame of all that is when you look at. I don't know much about the business model of NASCAR. When you look at the NFL, especially with the Super Bowl and college mm-hmm. football. Like the Big Ten signs their seven billion dollar television deal, and golf had the same big deal happen recently. They're going to have to make the money back somehow. Right. So when we talk about these astronomical figures yep. and how it trickles down to Wisconsin and how you know it trickles down and helps them as a program, it's like yeah. But at the end of the day, the person who gets screwed is the viewer, and that'll always yes. be the case. It's it's and it's very similar to the, the the lead up for Super Bowl. All the hours of coverage brought to you by and all the different crap segments that they have are all brought to you by it, it's that's it you know because a lot of people that watch they just want a, the regular game the regular game broadcasts you know that's what they they look for and when everything is brought to you by and they're trying to find every little piece of coverage because in it and it is it's it's for a nascar fan it's highly viewed i understand it for the casual fan it can become somewhat annoying so that's all uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Today we we got to get into the discussion. Um, that is Aaron Rodgers, and I know it's probably fatigue, and I understand all of that. But as we got off the air on Friday, is when and we saw it breaking. We just didn't have a lot of time to really get into it. But as we were getting off the air on Friday, uh, word was getting out about uh, the GoLongTD.com website bob mcginn longtime writer for the journal sentinel covered the green bay packers for many 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 years came out with the article that the green bay packers and he used the term are quote disgusted end quote with aaron Rodgers. and now again bob is a different cat bob is a longtime credible writer for the Journal Sentinel, covered the Packers, worked with the Packers for years and years and years. This is a different, uh, this is not Ian Rappaport, this is not Adam Schefter, this is somebody that's been in our own backyard for a long time, has connections in Green Bay, and got that from somewhere. Bob doesn't make it up, Bob's an incredibly credible reporter. Uh, Rogers, I, I don't know what he's going to say tomorrow in regards to all of this, but um Bob reported that the Packers are, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and want no part of him. I was really surprised when I read that. Really. I mean, it was almost immediate. I was a hold of Tyler Dunn. I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on? You know, because I know Bob's got a source. I know he's got a source somewhere. You know, there's somebody there that's told him that. Um. Now, granted, Bob's been removed from the daily day-to-days of the Packers for a few years now, but um, never I've never questioned Bob again. Um, I know others have because sometimes they just don't like what they hear, but I've never questioned Bob again. So we are going to uh, we're going to talk with Tyler Dunn about this today. Um, 
So I and and already it's you know just in mentioning it, you know David says I'm not buying it. Pete says I totally trust Bob McGinn and agree with him. I mean it just depends on what you want to hear. Uh, and again, I there are things that people don't want to hear, and they don't they'll say I I don't believe it. But there are things that that are just true that maybe you don't want to hear, and I. I found it hard to believe, but I keep saying to myself, it's Bob again. Bob doesn't make it up. Never has. Bob's one of the most credible writers I've ever run across and talked to. And, and so I, I just, when that broke, I was like, oh boy, here we go. A whole weekend to let that marinate. So we're going to get into that discussion today and talk about that. We'll talk with Tyler Dunn coming up later on this afternoon. But, uh, when that got out, I'm like, wow. Okay. Uh, because immediately my phone lit up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was with uh, Tom Brenneman uh, this morning. He's got a uh, now a podcast, kind of a McAfee-esque show that he does based out of Cincinnati, and everybody wants to know. Uh, I did an interview with him. Uh, I did a couple of interviews over the weekend, um, you know, for some of the national stuff. And everybody wants to know: Is this true? Yeah, are the pa- I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard the word disgusted. I and, and again, now Bob's crediting somebody that he's talked to up until this point it's been all speculation i have not had anybody and we talked about this ben where you and i have said um where we have said we have not heard anybody credit a source they've all just said i feel therefore it is and now it's you know it, it, bob cites a source and then his feeling upon that. So somewhere in there, that sentimentality began to come out. Now, whether that's Gudikinst or whomever, I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But uh, you, you just sit here and wait for the emergence. And for what Rogers is going to say and going to do, and I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I tend, I, in my in the beginning of all of this, I've said from the very beginning, I thought Rodgers would be back. I didn't think this was going to drag out. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought, this is a no-brainer. He's coming back. The Packers are going to try to make it work. They'll make a deal with, with Jordan Love for another year, and they'll try to run this thing back because they're, they're not going to go out like that. I even said that the night of, that if Aaron Rodgers is all in, you run it back, okay? Um, But... With everything that's been said, I keep thinking to myself, who's crediting who? Nobody's crediting anybody. You know, Adam Schefter's not crediting anybody. When the Ross Tucker podcast came out, he's not crediting anybody. He says it's a feeling. When when Ian Rappaport talks about it, he's not crediting anybody. There's no sources. This is just this, this internal fatigue. And they're talking about it on ESPN and on Good Morning Football and and it's it's this spin, and we there's nothing to talk about. So everybody keeps talking, but nobody's crediting anybody. And so it's like the more you talk, the more angry you get, and the more that Aaron Rodgers talks, the more people think he's weird, and and they get angry with him because he's just so so damn on a pedestal. Like he's just at times just a condescending whiny sob, and you, you get mad, and it and it spins and it churns, and but ultimately there's nothing being said. It's 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 like all this stuff is surface crap. Until this. And my guess, and again, I'm only 
making a guess. My guess is much like when uh, I was walking out of the press box at Lambeau Field during the NFC Championship game as Brett Favre threw that pass against the Giants that fell for an interception. And one of the more prominent board members walked out of a suite that had Bob Harlan and Ted Thompson and everybody in it and punched the wall and said, we can lose these games without that SOB. And I said, right then and there, Brett's not coming back. He's not coming back. You know? So maybe that's the same feeling that Bob got with whoever he talked about or whoever he talked to. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's just all become just too much, and it's like you just you get, like I said, there's just a fatigue there. So who knows? Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And I love having them on board. Uh, got out and did a few events over the weekend. Had a great time at Special Spaces on Friday night. Uh, my God, they raise a lot of money for for kids with cancer. Holy mackerel, they raise a lot of money. What a spectacular event. I uh, had a fun time out about this weekend. Got some things coming up that we're going to do charity-wise. Maybe a repeat of what we did last year. We'll have to make some announcement down the road on that. But uh, a lot of good people collaborating and working with our friends at Bud Light. And always thanks to them for being a part of the program. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Uh, I cannot wait uh, for the Lake Country Stennies to open, but uh, they have put it on hold for a little bit. They're doing some things. They completely tore the old boomers down to the studs out there on Watertown Road in Pewaukee, so it's going to be delayed for a little bit. But Stennies, second to National Walker's Point, man, that's open and it's cranking, and they were running shuttles over the weekend, and the Admirals, they continue to win. They had it for the Admirals games and uh, always for Marquette games, Bucks games, anything going on. Once the Brewers are going again, they're going to run shuttles to Brewers games, so... You cannot go wrong with our friends at Stenny, second and National in Walker's Point, downtown Milwaukee. And coming now in the fall is going to be Stenny's Lake Country uh, on Watertown Road out in Pewaukee. But uh, I can't wait. I'm, it's just going to make me salivate a little bit more for a Stenny's right down the street from my house. <laughs> cannot wait for it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us, uh, hit us up, please feel free. Uh, to give us uh, give us a shout. Uh, Jeff says, just tuned on. What did Bob McGinn say? He uh, The words were that the Packers are, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. Um, we'll talk with Tyler Dunn, uh, who works with Bob and uh, at the golongtd.com, and we'll talk with them coming up here in just a little while. So uh, hang in there for that. But Bill, yeah, he it did was, say uh, it. He, he cited his own instincts and feelings. Correct. He so did. It, it's not correct. a straight, uh, an anonymous source close to the team says this. It was his instincts, which I, I right. mean, I could be completely right. Right. But it's not as, uh, like, we still don't have that very direct, <clears throat> this person has said this. It's still more of a correct. feeling that everybody shares. Even correct. Tom Silverstein, who followed that on Friday. Right. And you know who jumped on it was pro football talk right away with uh, Peter King, Mike Florio, uh, those guys who have been, 
Um, maybe you can call it overly honest or hard on Rodgers, but, um, you know, Bob McGinn, long time, long, he's covered the Packers for decades, uh, with, uh, in a podcast with Tyler Dunn of golongtd.com that the team is, uh, they're done with Rodgers, um, and said, uh, you know, that he's discussions with somebody who's had firsthand knowledge of the Packers. He's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him. And they're done with him, and they're moving on, was the quote. So um, again, said so he's, quote, totally convinced Rodgers will not be back as the starter of the Green Bay Packers. And boosting the belief that Rodgers will be gone, as McGinn explained, is that the team is fully in believing in Jordan Love and that the team is ready to turn the page after trading up and making Love a first-round draft choice in 2020. Um. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. I was, you know, my favorite part of it, the one part of it that I will push back on that I just cannot yeah. see being realistic. Quote yeah. that if Rogers does insist on returning, he'll be the backup to love. That'll never happen. That, there's no way. There's That'll no never way. happen. That'll never happen. That that I would say that no, that that is absolutely 100% false. Never happened. Not when you got a guy saying he can come back and win a, um, and win a win a, another MVP. It will never happen. So that part of it, I agree with you. Um, should we also is, do a little like it's Monday, February twentieth? Should we do a little? Is today the day that he comes out of the darkness and says he's says his decision? Well. Uh, We can, but I was kind of thinking that this week would be the marinade on it week, and next week or over the weekend would be the decision. If you circle the twenty eighth, which was what I, kind of what I've been saying the entire time, which would be a week from what today, a week from tomorrow, I believe. Um, I mean, we can, yeah. I mean, we can kind of say, okay, is you know, Aaron Rodgers going to come out of the darkness and see a shadow, um, and we don't even know. If he's out of the darkness, right? Because we don't know the exact day that he went in. We don't know if today's the day that he comes out or if it was over the weekend or or when it was. We don't know the specific time that it was. So dare we guess and anger the gods that is Aaron Rodgers. It was, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I, like I mentioned before, I did uh, Tom Brenneman's podcast this morning. And Tom, longtime broadcaster with Fox, and Tom has done a lot of those sit-downs with with Aaron Rodgers, like they do when the television crews come in. They sit down with the teams. They sit down with uh, the uh, the coaches and then the key players. And we were talking this morning, and I can't remember, and, and Tom asked me, and I, 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 I think it was the receiver who went off to Buffalo, but I can't remember. There was a receiver that Aaron Rodgers really, really liked. And then that you know, Mike McCarthy walked into the, the the Fox broadcast and then turned around and said, "No, we just released that guy. Who was that guy? Do you remember who that guy was? Jake Kumaro. Kumaro, touchdown, thank you very Jesus. Much. Yes, there you go, Jake Jake Kumaro. So, um, you know, because Tom said, "Well, that's where he kind of felt disconnected and like the team really didn't put much thought into what he had to say, and you know, and that was kind of the beginning. He he thought for." You know, because remember, Rogers said, well, the last time I liked a guy, they shipped him off to Buffalo because that was the comment then thereafter. Um, but he said, you know, he, he thought at that point, like there was a change, like Rogers changed. He 
you know, he, at, at, it was like at that moment in time, Rodgers became a different guy. And it wasn't necessarily through dating starlets and the family issues or whatever, whatever away from the field it was. It was like at that moment in time, you know, I remember when Brett Favre took the podium one time and was, you know, asked by the media something uh, about, you know, player. And he said, I'm just a quarterback. And he had the same feelings that Rodgers had, that I, they, I, they don't listen to me. I'm a Hall of Famer, and I, they don't care. I'm just a quarterback. And he said the same thing. He became frustrated. And that was at that point in time when Rodgers became frustrated. Um, so, you, boy, you go all the way back to the Jake Kumaro issue, and that's how long this stuff's been lingering. And that's how long there's been this bad blood or this back and forth. or well, I don't know, whatever you want to label it as, whatever it's perceived as. But which you got to one because he's not very good. No, the receiver. But it, it's he was on the it, practice squad all season, right? It, but it, it's funny because you say that because remember who was the guy that Aaron Rodgers was touting so much this off season? It was Alan Lazard? Yeah, that's a good point. He was talking about Alan Lazard. He he focuses on some of these guys that are just good guys, and that's great. But which is a little. I don't want to say mind-boggling, but for whatever reason, it, you know, Aaron Rodgers has his reasons, and that's fine. But also, you know, in the dynamicness of it, you you look and you say, you're fighting for for who for 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 guys that are they're good, they're you know, average to above average. But some of the guys that you fought for. They're not really great players. They're not total overall assets to the team. They're they're good locker room guys. They're they're your guys. They're your buddies, maybe. But in in the 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 betterment of the actual franchise, those those guys are expendable. You need to get better. It's like that whole litany of guys he went through that he would love to see quote his career end with. Talks about Mercedes Lewis. Talks about Tanya. Talks about Lazard. Talks about Cobb. You know, all of that kind of stuff, that's that's great that you have those guys, but are they better than what's out there and available to better your team? And so, I don't know, maybe that's part of what Bob McGinn's talking about when, you know, he quotes somebody that's, you know, near to the organization that there's a lot of frustration there, and then he brings his own opinion and says... You know, hey, I, I feel like the team's disgusted with them and they're going to move on. But but maybe that's what it is, is that the, the, the constant of these guys that he'd love to see around him. But they're, you, you got all those guys around you and you didn't win last year. And then you're going to throw that, the, the straps around our hands and tie our hands and say, I'd love to see these guys back. It's not a stand on the table and demand, as Roger said, but you got to get better. And those are some of the areas that you're, you're talking about these guys. you got to get better in those areas. you got to get better at tight end. you got to get better at wide receiver. you got to get better in these areas. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get back into this. Uh, stay tuned. we got a lot of people on hold. I want to get to everybody, 877-867-1670. Um, you can start with your, you know, I'm already getting people uh, on the Bud Light live stream and via email that are giving us the predictions that it's going to be this week. Roger's making a decision. I got one that's saying Roger's going to drag it out for another two weeks right up uh, right up to 
the uh, new league year. So the Packers' hands are tied because that's what he wants to do with this organization. Uh, I've got another one. Uh, Susan says, so what does that tell you? He doesn't care about the team or the franchise. He cares and tries to take care of himself and his friends. He's not a team player or a leader. Uh, this is from Anthony who says uh, he's not going to mention it anytime soon because he wants to play this out because his own ego is being inflated by all of this. So I, we'll, we'll get into all of that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, if you're going to get your swing on, get it on at the Lux Golf Bays. L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. Go to LuxGolfBays.com. They're down in uh, Franklin, Wisconsin. Terrific place. If you want to hone your game now that you've been watching some of the uh, – some of the golf tournaments over the last couple of weekends, and you're thinking to yourself, ah, oh, warmer weather's got to be coming sometime soon. Get out there and keep the game all sharpened up. Go to Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Telling you what, man, a couple of years ago, that was a team that was on their way to a Calder Cup. They were the best team in the AHL. This year, they continue to fight for the top spot, and it's only getting better as the season winds down. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, whether it's single-game seats, they have some concerts left, some promotional nights, and then we're going to get into the postseason and let the uh, let the raucousness begin down at the U- UW Panther Arena. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for your tickets. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, great stuff. Um, Wilson says disgusted is a very strong word, powerful word from a reporter who knows what he's doing. Uh, while Justin says it's fake news. Uh, I don't think it's fake news, Justin. Um, Thomas says, does he have sources? Yes, he does. He quotes, he quotes people that are, that are within the quote power structure of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it says, um, again, says they're done with Rodgers. Uh, citing sources in his own instincts, his knowledge of the league, discussions with some who he's had firsthand knowledge of the Packers, that he's not coming back. He said, I quote, they're disgusted with him. They're done with him, and they're moving on. Um, Again, said he's totally convinced Rodgers will not be back as a starter. He also says that it's not just one person. Again, said the entire power structure done with Rodgers. CEO Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekinds, Coach Matt LaFleur, they think he's not working hard anymore that he just showed up for 2022, not in the best possible shape, and he blew off the off-season program again. Uh, strong statement, a compelling take. It also sets the stage for an awkward parting with the uh, trade inevitability if McGinn's report is accurate. Um, I, I said that. Uh, I talked about that. I, I partially believe. Um, I partially believe that there are two things at play for last season. One is Rodgers looked slow. He looked like he, I, and I said, I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he didn't look the same. And people want to say, well, it's father time. Partially it is because for the most part when you're young, you know, you can work out, you can do your things, and you come in and you still have the same swift of foot, and, you know, you're, you're good to go. You know, it's okay because you're young. You still have it. As you get older, you got to work even harder. You got to work harder than you every year. You get older. You got to work harder than you've ever had, than you ever have. I don't think Rodgers did that last year. He just looked slow. He didn't look like he had elusiveness to him. Um, 
And I think he just thought that, you know, hey, I can do what I want. I've earned that right. I don't have to show up. I don't have to work as hard. I'm good to go. I got Tom Clemens. Things are fine. I'll run my show. And then the thumb happened. So between not being a swift afoot and the thumb, he had, he had a down year. He had a down year. Um, so I, I think all of that came back to bite him. Now, I don't know what he's doing this offseason. And well, well, we know we'll what see. he's doing J- right now. Well, we know he's in or some kind think. of darkness. Allegedly. Like Jay Qual says, uh, just get your excuses ready for when Aaron comes back and has another trash season at $60 million. It's not excuses. That's reality. I mean, you, you can say what you want. You want to be an ass about it. That's fine. But that's that's the truth. I don't think he did what he normally does. I think he, that's not an excuse. That's the truth. I think he took it off. I think it was a bad attitude and a bad way to go. I think it was a bad look all around. You lose one of the best wide receivers in the league, and you don't want to work nearly as hard. You don't want to work with the new guys. You, you know, yeah, I'll work with them when I get there, but, you know, I'm going to do it on my time and my terms, and that's not, that's, that's not what you do, man. You know, that's not what you do. Um, so we would assume that, <laughs> if he makes an appearance on McAfee tomorrow, he's going to come out with guns a-blazing uh, over this. We'll see. So, you know, and he knows Bob. He knows Bob again. He knows Bob again. So it's not like, uh, you know, he thinks that, you know, Bob is also in a deep, dark hole somewhere making things up. He knows Bob's getting it from somewhere. And he probably knows who Bob's people are. You know, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Want to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Hey, Bob, you know, you know, you mentioned something about honeydew weeks ago and that mm-hmm. wounds relationships, that wounds marriages and it wounds teams. And I tell you what, him making that money. And not following the instructions and the things that they want him to do, he's not above the Packers. Okay, period. And I was listening to a podcast from uh, Cal Hurd and Dunn, and you might—I don't know if you're going to bring this up or whatever—but I'm pretty sure he said at the end of it, Dunn said that it was leaked. So, so uh, you know, he knows because he's—I think he does something with with McGinn. I think they're pretty tight. Yeah, they're, they're, it's so, the same. So, uh, it's it's Tyler's website called GoLongTD.com. And Bob McGinn writes for that website. Right. And I was watching a Packer-Cowboy midseason game yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Walsh was the quarterback for the Cowboys and Mikowski and the whole bit. And this was the time where the Cowboys were going to trade Walker. Jerry Jones went up into the booth to talk with Tim Brandt and Dan Jiggins. Imagine this, Tim Brandt, like in his 70s now. But anyway, he, they, they were talking about it, and Jerry Jones says, I don't know anything till I get trade offers. Right. <laughs> now, this is, imagine this guy. He comes up, Jerry Jones comes up and talks in the booth. Think about how times have changed. Think about right. that. When would you ever you know, see that again? Now, let me ask you a question, Bill. Is this the nail in the coffin now? Is this it? Is he go- definitely gone, in your opinion? You know, I 
I, I, it's, it's hard for me to say that he's not gone because I know Bob McGinn. You know what I mean? Right. Up until uh-huh. this point, there had not been a quote from a Packers source. It had been a lot of speculation, and Rodgers kind of knows better. But I, I, still, I still hang on to, I, I think, if he wants to come back and he's committed to coming back, the Packers will run it back. If he's not committed to coming back or there's this – this growing, oh, you're talking about me without me talking about me and this and that. Well, then I think they're just going to say, just just go away. Just, you know, get out of here. Uh, but I still think, I, you know, 50%, 60% of me says he's back. Uh, part of me thinks he gets traded. Part of me thinks that he would just say, you know, screw you, everybody. Uh, if he takes spite down the tube with him, then he gets paid to walk away, and they don't get anything for him. They still have to pay him. And he does everything he can to just say, I'm good, but I don't need this anymore. I'm going to go off and do whatever and get his $50, $60 million to walk away from the team and hurts the team and everybody else. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe anymore, you know? After 12 years. Why would he change? Why, when he's getting his way all that time, why would he change? There's no reason for him to change. He's, they're already going to give him $59 million. And if they move him to another team, he's still going to get the $59 million. So what, what, how, why would he change? You know how he is. Right. I, that, that's, see, here's my, my question, and, and this is what I don't understand, is the Packers, in essence, have given him, at least from what we know, everything he's wanted. So why in the world would there be any animosity at all? Aaron likes his balls very inflated. There you go. Uh, but I, I, why would there be any animosity at all? And that's what was so mind-numbing to Brian Gutekunst, and he sounded irritated at the end-of-season presser when somebody said, well, Aaron keeps talking about it being mutual. Well, why, would you, why is it not mutual? And Gutekunst like, kind of like not lashed out but just said, I have no idea what you're talking about because you'd have to ask Aaron. We've shown Aaron nothing but, we, nothing but the, the care that we want him back. Bill, well, one more thing. Look, we all have kids, we all have that. If you spoil your kids, and then he's all of a sudden in his 20s and he's acting a certain way. You ain't going to change it, Bill. He's spoiled. They gave him everything. They gave him the players he wanted. They gave him, they gave him the money he wanted. They gave him everything he wanted. He hasn't won anything in 12 years. And he was the X factor. Mm-hmm. Why they, they built the monster. Now they got to deal with it. And now if they're saying now all the criticism is going to come out, it's only going to hurt the package because then that might hurt their return. If they're going to move them. So yeah. all this stuff that's going to be leaked out now, it, you know, it, it, it's not going to help them. It is, and it's only going to get worse, Bill, because if he ever goes to New York, forget about it, what they're going to do to him. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, so, so, I 100% you know, I understand that. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. The, be, the best shot is the Raiders. You know, let, let me just say this to you. This is how bad it is in New York, and this is to everybody. When Judge was rumored, to leave the Yankees and go to the San Francisco Giants. One of the main baseball writers, the big, big big-time guy, said, well, Judge is conservative. I don't think he would like it in San Francisco. You see how deep they go? You see how terrible they they could be? They just use anything. They'll use politics. They'll use the past. They'll do this. They'll do that. I don't care. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, But this is what they do. This is what they do in New York, okay? Right. And I'm from there, so I know how, what it's like. And it's a shame. So, I, you know, it, this thing is just a mess now, and it's going to only get worse and worse and worse. That's all. It's only going to get that way until they move them. 
And the sooner they move them, the better. Before all this, um, this stuff comes out. Appreciate, appreciate it, Gerard. I got to take a quick break here. I'm going to come back. I want to address something here because I, I find it interesting, and I, I wish uh, Jay Qualls would actually have the balls to to call the program because he's just always been an Aaron Rodgers hater, and he talks about all the choke jobs. What choke jobs? I want to go over this because this is something that bothers me every time I hear this. And I saw it again on uh, the NFL Network over the weekend. And I it, I almost like wrote somebody because I want to know. I want to talk specifically about this because y- you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. All coming up right after this. Stay tuned. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. West Lisbon Avenue, or West Lisbon Road, actually, Menominee Falls, uh, running the border of Brookfield, uh, the social house. H-A-U-S, great for watching a lot of different sports, cozy atmosphere, but the food, oh, the highly acclaimed cheese curd burger, oh, so good. And get this, you buy that drink on Sunday, I had some friends in town this past weekend that uh, stopped over to the social house yesterday. And uh, they go in, they get the Bloody Mary, the free pancakes. They went for the Tiger Burger after that. Yeah, it was a good morning yesterday over at Social House. H-A-U-S, Dan Dell and the gang, they say hello. Come on in, check it out. And the uh, new expansion's been fantastic. I can't wait for summertime to get back out on the patio because that's going to be awesome as well again. Um, 877-867-1670, uh, James, uh, James says uh, a lot of pissed off fans in Titletown right now. Um. And it kind of goes on from there. Now, the here's the the issue that I have. And again, this is where I get kind of off the rails. Like somebody, uh, Jay Qualls over on the Bud Light live stream says, you guys remember the MVPs. I remember all the choke jobs. What choke jobs? Of which you haven't answered my question. So I can only assume that you're not much of a, a you know, you don't pay too much of attention to actually what is real. But if you start to go back through the history of, say, NFC Championship games, and I've done this a hundred times, just so you know, um, you can look at 2014. 2014 was Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down. Was Micah Hyde not knowing where to be? Was Bostic going up and grabbing an onside kick when he had no business doing it in front of Jordy Nelson. Had Jordy come down with that ball game over, they're off to a, probably a championship against the New England Patriots uh, out in Arizona, uh, at uh, in Phoenix. So, I mean, you can go through that. You can look at the NFC Championship game, say, in Atlanta. They had no business even being there. They weren't that good of a team. They got there because of Rodgers. Same thing when they played in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. They got dump trucked by Mostert and such. The, the defense was terrible. Rodgers didn't choke in any one of those games. Not in one of those games. The offense was okay, but the teams didn't belong there. He got, They got there because of him. Against Tampa Bay? That I can understand. He had some opportunities down the stretch. They weren't on the same page. Thought he had a fourth down. They didn't. They kicked the field goal that was on Matt LaFleur. But Rodgers didn't play great, admittedly, in that game. But beyond that, all you remember is the choke jobs? What? In what? 
This year wasn't great. I admit that. I can. I've said over the last couple of years, I can understand that. But beyond that, what what else are you talking about? And I notice how you don't come back and respond. Now cowering in your mom's basement, probably with a plastic cover over your your screen. But you know, look, I'm the first one to point out the Rogers ineptitude. But when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, come on, be a realist, not an ass. More of the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.